Episode 81, Selling in a Falling Market. Welcome to the Succession Secrets Podcast, where you can grow, groom, and graduate from your business in just seven minutes a day. And now, here is your host, Steve Prada. Welcome back, Succession Seekers. It's been a long time, probably a month, that I last recorded a session. I went on vacation for two weeks, and then I came back, and I was just not in the groove to get back into it. But uh, now I'm back here again, and I'm really glad to be on the show. So today, I'd like to talk to you about a deal which we closed back in the end of 2008. And 2008, as for many of you, was a difficult year for us, for investment bankers in general. It was actually a harder year for, year for us than 2009 was, which was the big recession year, because in investment banking, M&A, it's a market indicator, a leading indicator in the market. So before a recession hits, money dries up in the M&A market. People are anticipating the bad news and deals stop closing. So from the summer of 2008, actually, the summer was great. We had five deals in due diligence. We were really hopeful of doing the best every year in that year. In fact, twice as good as the year before, which was the best ever before, 2007. We had five great deals that we were about to close in the fall of 2008. And then what happened was at the end of 2008, actually in the middle of 2008, already the credit crisis in America started heating up. And then the early days of September 2009, the Lehman crisis uh, hit. And then the banks uh, started, uh, you know, the, the floor started falling out of the banks. And I remember I was in London at a private equity conference at the end of September, first days of October. And every day I was there, I was there for four days. Every day I was there. The National Bank, the Bank of England was putting more and putting more and more money into, into the banks as liquidity. And things looked very, very dire. So what happened was all our deals got postponed and all but one of them got canceled altogether. So we had five deals and then we had no deals for a couple of months. And then in November, the buyer for the only deal that we managed to salvage in the end, which was the sale of a cable company. Uh, it was a small cable company to a large cable consolidator, a private equity bank was doing due diligence for for that cable company that we were selling and the due diligence was clean, but they backed away at the end of the summer from doing the deal. And in November, they came back and they said, hey, would you be willing to entertain a deal at, I think it was 40% lower price than the price that the offer we made? I think the offer was something like six times EBDA and they came back at four times. So we went to the sellers and the sellers were kind of really shocked that the price had fallen so much. And they were a little bit in denial about it. But we told them that 2009 is going to be a terrible year. The market is is consolidating really fast. Margins are falling. Sales growth has really slowed to a halt, which we didn't have to tell them. They knew that. And there is a chance that the EBITDA is not going to grow next year in 2009, which means that all the buyers are going to be very pessimistic about the company in 2009 and 2010. So if they were not going to sell the business now, they would have to wait at least two or three years before they can come back with growing EBITDA numbers to the market. And it's very questionable whether they would be able to grow their EBDA because the market was already saturating and consolidating and margins falling. And in fact, they had to cut prices in January. So we basically suggested to them, look, having looked at the numbers, that if they are not ready to stay put 
and invest in the long term and stay with the company, then they should they should get out now. And we ran the numbers, uh, the medium-term plans, and it was clear from the financial model that it's very unlikely, highly unlikely, that the company would be worth more money after the uh, crisis is gone than, than it is worth now, that is being offered now. So basically, the sellers were very rational people. They are entrepreneurs. They had a couple other projects going. So they decided they're going to go give it a go. So we started negotiating. And what transpired from the negotiations from the get-go was that we were in a weak position. And the, the buyer was in a strong position. So we had one of two strategies to choose from. We could uh, be tough ourselves and fight for every little close in the contract and for every dime and for every metric that closing metric that was going to be used to determine final cash payment. Or we should be focusing on closing the deal as fast as possible and not be too hung up about small concessions. And we suggested to the sellers and, and they ex- accepted it that we should focus on, on speed and uh, we should uh, not, you know, we should put our ego on the back burner and try to get this deal done because the longer it drags out, the more obvious the depth of the recession is going to become. Uh, the recession is going to filter into the real economy, which at that time was only in the financial sector and then everyone was going to get scared the investors are going to pull the money and uh, and the banks are going to pull the liquidity and the deal would not be doable so we basically got back to the negotiating table in the middle of november and our target was to close the deal before christmas we felt that if it goes into the new year everything is going to be reevaluated and the deal would go against us so we worked really hard tirelessly the buyers were pretty nasty actually they asked the sellers to fire the investment bankers because they felt that without us it would be an easier negotiation so the sellers we agreed with the sellers that we would be helping the, the negotiations from the background and in the end we managed to get back to the table for the final round of negotiations and what happened was that we negotiated through December and eventually we closed the deal on the 23rd of December at 2 a.m. actually the 24th of December at 2 a.m. in the morning and everything was signed and the money cleared the bank in the first days of January. So that was the deal we did and it was all about speed and we felt daily that the company was losing value and it was a race to the bottom. Basically, it was a race to closing the deal before the buyer changes its mind, changes their mind and I managed to do that. We closed the deal and what happened was in the first half of 2009, the company continued to languish. It, it pro- its profitability fell. Suddenly, the mother company, the buyer, turned out not to be such a strong company anymore because it turned out it was over leveraged, especially with the new metrics that the banks were willing to look at. And there were talk about a company that it's worth about zero the consolidated company. And eventually it was sold in a leveraged buyout. Basically, one of the private equity funds bought it later in the year and the number was apparently really, really low. So there was a big enterprise value, but a small equity value. And there's no way we could have done the deal even a month later because they wouldn't have had the permissions to spend any more money since they were deemed to be worse close to zero. So the moral of the story is that sometimes the best strategy is to be as tough as you can when the time is on your side. 
when the value of the company is growing. And sometimes the strategy is to do the deal as fast as you can when the company's value is falling and when you have information that the time is against you. And that was this kind of deal. So great to be back with you. I hope you like the show. If you have questions that you would like answered, please email it to steve at successionsecrets.com and looking forward to reconnecting with you very soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Succession Secrets Podcast. Make sure you check out SuccessionSecrets.com for archive podcasts and transcripts and IntrepCoaches.com. That's E-N-T-R-E-P Coaches.com to download your free copy of the Your Terms newsletter. 